Welcome into A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, or Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness 115-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, we've got Wilson County Hyundai. If you need a new car, head out to Lebanon, see what they have to offer at wilsoncountyhyundai.com and the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, you mentioned uh, one of our topics on Monday after the Titans 38 to 13 loss to the Cardinals was which was worse, the Titans offense or the Titans defense. I said the Titans offense, you said the Titans defense. I think it was pretty even down the middle on what you guys in the in the chat answered. Uh, I think yeah, they but, were mostly offense. Maybe maybe so. But it was there were there were cases to make for both sides. Both were terrible. I still think the offense was worse because of how bad the offensive line was. And we had a, basically a whole first half of yesterday's show diagnosing how terrible the Titans' offensive line was against Chandler Jones and that Cardinals front. But now it's time to see what people are talking about the defense because the Titans' defense also gave up 38 points. It was not all bad, in my opinion. But Marcus Spears, Zach, and you have not seen this, which I'm actually excited about. I always like when we get authentic or organic reaction from watching videos like this. But Marcus Spears was on NFL Live on ESPN yesterday, and he went off on the Titans defense about four particular plays of just fundamentally being incorrect defensively. Here's Marcus Spears. Kyler Murray runs. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Mighty we Mouse were run, about runs, runs a, I don't even know what you call it, Dio, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fake zone, and he, it's a keeper, yeah. a QB keeper. And the end man down in the red zone? Yeah, the yeah. end man on the line of scrimmage, show, Key, you know this, mm -hmm. the end man on the line of scrimmage, shoulders are turned towards the sideline. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything you learn about playing football on the end of the line is to keep square until it's an absolute close down to the ball. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, A.J. Green runs up the sideline. They're in zone. Yeah. They're in zone. And the DB bites on the underneath route yeah, and drops A.J. Green off, yeah. and it's a shot in the hole. You go cover zero in the red zone. I'm pissed off about this defense, y'all. Yeah. You go cover three in the red zone with Kyler Murray. Cool. You want to pressure? You want to get the ball out of his hands? Cool. Tell your DB. Don't run up on Christian Kirk and jam in zero. Yeah. Like, just keep a little room. and he then gonna run D by you. He going to run by you. And then D-hop, cover one, okay? You got Bayard, a safety, covering DeAndre Hopkins in the slot. DeAndre Hopkins catch a quick pass, spin out, and scores a touchdown. talking about the touchdown, yeah. Oh, come yeah, on, man. Pressure. Like, so, so beyond getting beat, people can get beat. This is the right. league. Bro, competence. That defense was so undisciplined. Well, and to Key's point... So there's Marcus Spears going off on four plays of the Titans defense. Zach, I've got the four plays charted, and I have the four Titans players on defense. We, he obviously named Kevin Byard, so Kevin Byard is one of them. But I've got the four players, but I want to let you react to that Marcus Spears fire right there about how bad the Titans defense was. Well, those are big plays too, right? Like, you know, the D-op obviously is a touchdown. The A.J. Green one was uh, a, a long pass that, 
you know, and you could call it incompetence. I think probably what happened, I'd have to go back and look at that. Yeah, particular I looked, play. I looked at that AJ green play. It was on the Cardinals opening possession where they kicked the field goal. That's, that's exactly. So it was early in the game. Okay. So they got points out of the drive, but they probably, he made a decision, right? And AJ green is not as respected as AJ green was, let's say five years ago where he was putting up a thousand yards and Christian Kirk, well, we know what Christian Kirk did later on in the game. So that was probably uh, a business decision that didn't work out, probably worked out more in bankruptcy, right? And then the defensive end thing, I mean, I, he, he's not wrong on any of these. You can have an emotional opinion, and Marcus Spears obviously did, but a lot of these things are coaching, right? I mean, that that's kind of what I got from Marcus Spears breaking all of these down is now the players have to play. But you had all offseason. I said this yesterday about the offensive line. You had all offseason to figure out that Chandler Jones does that ghost move. Show the arms, pull it back, loop-de-loop, get by you, sack the quarterback, right? Like, you know that he likes to do that. They still got beat on it. These situations are you understand that the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, that is a weapon. DeAndre Hopkins is a weapon. A.J. Green, whether you like it or not, is a weapon. And you have got to stay in front and not let them get behind you. And I think one of the biggest problems for this defense in week one is they either let offensive players get behind them before the ball was thrown or let allow them to get by them after in the DeAndre Hopkins pass Bayard, in which yeah. they didn't have a very good matchup. Hey, right. kudos to the Cardinals for exploiting a matchup like that, and it ended in points. So right. I don't, I don't have any problem with Marcus Spears, and I actually love the passion that oh, he yeah. brought to the table because he broke down the film. <laughs> He's on ESPN saying, "I'm pissed off about this defense." I'm glad he watched <laughs> the game. A lot of yeah. the national analysts don't even watch the game. Well, uh, you got uh, over here on YouTube, Mark Jones just saying, they just hating on the Titans trash-ass analyst. Mark, good Lord, dude. Get your head out of your, your rear end and recognize that the Mark, Titans that's do- not – we <laughs> we'll play the clip again for Mark Jones. Yes. Mark yes. Jones, Mark Jones, listen up, Mark. Watch and, – and if you watch the game, and you probably did if you're in this chat because you're a Titans fan or you like – Austin and Zach, whether it doesn't matter. But everything Marcus Spears said on all of the plays that he diagnosed, straight facts, homie. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the four players that uh, that really made the mistake in these plays that we'll talk about. But here's Marcus Spears again yesterday. Kyler Murray runs. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Mighty we, Mouse. Yeah. Mighty we Mouse. Knew you were talking about. Run, runs, runs a. I don't even know what you call it, Dio, but it, it, it's it's a it's a fake zone, and he it's a keeper, yeah. a QB keeper, and the he end man down in the red zone. Yeah, the yeah. end man on the line of scrimmage. Show, key, you know this. Mm-hmm. The end man on the line of scrimmage shoulders are turned towards the sideline. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything you learn about playing football on the end of the line is to keep square until it's an absolute close down to the ball. Yeah. That's number one. Number two. A.J. Green runs up the sideline. They're in zone. They're in zone. And the DB bites on the underneath route and drops A.J. Green off. And it's a shot in the hole. You go cover zero in the red zone. I'm pissed off about this defense, y'all. You go cover three in the red zone with Kyler Murray. Cool. You want to pressure? You want to get the ball out of his hands? Cool. Tell your DB 
don't run up on Christian Kirk and Jam in zero. Yeah. Like, just keep a little room. and He's going to run by you. He's going to run by you. And then D-Hop, cover one, okay? You got Bayard, a safety, covering DeAndre Hopkins in the slot. DeAndre Hopkins catch a quick pass, spin out, and scores a touchdown. You're talking about the touchdown, yeah. Dude, come yeah, on, man. Pressure. Like, so, so beyond getting beat, people can get beat. This is the right. league. Bro, competence. That defense was so undisciplined. Well, and to Key's point, yeah, so there's Marcus Spears yesterday again uh, on NFL Live. So the four plays that he went over, the first one was the Kyler Murray touchdown run. The second one was the A.J. Green catch on the sideline. The third, the cover zero Christian Kirk touchdown catch over Elijah Molden. And the last one was the Kevin Byard on DeAndre Hopkins, uh, which put the Cardinals up 17-0 uh, in that game. So the first one that, that Marcus Spears went over is the Kyler Murray uh, goal line touchdown run. Jalen Brown, that might be, as I went back and looked at it, and Sherlock is right, <laughs> Jayon's pissed me off. Uh, Jay, that might be the worst snap I've ever seen Jayon Brown play. It might be the most disinterested, disengaged, lackadaisical, undisciplined, without any type of technique that I've ever seen Jayon Brown play with. Because he just walked up on the edge of the line of scrimmage and uh, Marcus Spears is right. You got to keep your shoulders square. Your shoulders must be parallel to the line of scrimmage uh, looking towards the other end zone, right? And so what he initially did is he kind of walked up there like he was trying to be sneaky or something and just immediately turned his shoulders inside towards the, li towards the lineman and boom, Kyler Murray goes out the other way and he has zero chance to do anything. Well, if he, he gave Kyler Murray the read he wanted, right? Exactly. That's you, what he cues on. Well, it was a keeper the whole way. That's what Marcus Spears was saying. It was a keeper the whole way. But if Jayon Brown plays with proper technique that you learn in middle school playing the edge, or at least high school playing the edge, you keep your shoulders parallel, which means you have the ability to move lateral, which means you can at least stretch Kyler Murray to the sideline and, and, and wait for other pursuit to happen. So that was the – it was so – not Jayon Brown in that situation. I, I watched it this morning. I was like, oh my God, like what is Jayon doing? Well, and, and you just brought up the point that we talked about in our pregame show live from the mainstay of like, we all knew, I mean, they said at the beginning of that clip, Mighty Mouse. I mean, Kyler Murray can beat you. We saw that yeah. on Sunday, but in our pregame show, we talked about using the sideline as another defender, as the 12th man, right? And we'll talk about the 12th man later on the show as they go to Seattle this weekend. But they didn't do a very good job. He would go towards the sideline and then loop around or cut back inside and get multiple yards. They did a poor job. And you cannot deny Marcus Spears is absolutely correct about that first play. Oh, no doubt. Especially because he was a defensive lineman. He knows exactly. And Jayon Brown is not. But you right, still care. have Jayon, to teach line Jayon discipline. Bra Jalen Brown understands anybody who plays linebacker or safety or even slot corner and defensive end has to understand how to play the edge properly to allow yourself to have the best chance at success. Cause that's not like playing the edge is not an easy job whatsoever. So that was the first play. The second play was the AJ green sideline catch. Christian Fulton uh, was the one who jumped the underneath route to allow for uh, AJ Green to be wide open. So Amani Hooker chased over. This one is the one that I'm actually a little bit unclear about because if it was truly cover three, like Marcus Speard said it was in the clip, then I don't know if Amani Hooker would have been that close. 
because Imani Hooker was like a half a step, full step away from being able to get there before the ball to A.J. Green. And if Imani Hooker was playing cover three as a safety, he would not be that close to the sideline there. So I'm not too sure, but I I will say – Christian Fulton, probably one of his bad plays because Christian Fulton was a bright spot in that game, but that's the one I'm a little unclear on, but he did he did jump that underneath route to allow for the A.J. Green to be wide open. The cover zero, jamming uh, Christian Kirk, uh, that's Elijah Molden. That's a rookie trying to be too aggressive and just getting beat and, and by toasted a better by it. A, by a better, better player, more but, experienced player. But again, like, and then, and then the Kevin Byard thing. I don't fault Kevin Byard. That's the position that Kevin Byard was put in by the call, right? Kevin Byard as a safety playing around eight yards off the ball in the slot on DeAndre Hopkins. To cover that guy man on man, you're not setting up your player to succeed. It was a bad play call, and somebody's got to get out of that if they recognize that it's a bad play call or a bad situation. And maybe that has something to do with Kevin Byard. But I, I think overall, well, when in that looking, last play, the one note I had, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is going to put every player in that situation, right? Your coaching staff, and to your point, the play call cannot put your defender in an even worse situation guarding DeAndre Hopkins. He is one of, I think he's the best wide receiver in the game. I, I've gone on record, I say that. Devontae Adams is close. He's very, very good. But Whatever. if you have, and, and right, that's splitting hairs. If you have a top three wide receiver, he's going to be hard to cover regardless. Now you're putting your safety in a spot eight yards off of the player, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to do what DeAndre Hopkins does. He's going to turn up field and get to the end zone, and he did. Yeah, and so let's let's talk about this a little bit more and get you guys more involved because there are some really good comments uh, rolling in from you guys. Uh, and so we're just going to ask this question. Will the Titans' defense be better or the same as it was last year? Because we're, we're, we're breaking down all these mistakes uh, that the Titans' defense made uh, uh, during that game on Sunday. Will the Titans' defense be better or will it be the same? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse, <clears throat> RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit by owning rental property. They create extra cash flow for you and your family. Long-term equity equals long-term wealth. Renters Warehouse can be a big part of your retirement plan. If you're looking to rent a new home for yourself, they've got great inventory in all different styles of homes, full-size home, duplex, apartment, condo, whatever it might be, townhome. They've got you there all across the mid-state at renterswarehouse.com. It is eSports. Don't forget, we are powered by BetMGM. They are our title sponsor this morning show. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. You got BetMGM. You can download the app, especially today, though. And this is this is great. You've got uh, ATOZ 200. They've got we've got different promo codes. They've got promo boosts. They got parlay boosts. I'm getting ready for this weekend with BetMGM. You can too. Download the app today and use that promo code. All right, so will the Titans' defense be better or the same? And the same being awful. The same being worst uh, five defenses in the NFL. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to go through and read some comments, and then we'll get to more of your comments at, about the the Marcus Spears. Omar says better. Donnie says better. Uh, let's see. Joseph says the same. Uh, David says the same, to be honest. Lucas does say better. GIP Savage says the same. Jeff says same until the Titans fire Shane Bowen. Jeff Rubel says same, not showing any promise to be better. 
Um, and Chris Strass says, I don't see anything that makes me feel better about anything. Guy says, a little, uh, it better be <laughs> what better. A line. That, that Chris Strass line is fantastic. I don't see anything that makes me feel better about anything. I, that's in the running for love of the show. Yeah, uh, really it's good. It's in the running. Uh, Jeff says he's giving Vrabel a side eye too. Because uh, look, I mean, it used the graphic on the Marcus Spears clip on ESPN said that it's the third loss under Mike Vrabel by three scores or more, by at least three scores. So there's a this is the, the first game of year four of Vrabel. So there's been almost one absolute stinker per season. Last year it was uh, the Packers game. I, I'm not sure exactly what the what the third one was, but they have the tendencies to get blown out once a year around. And this was in week one and it doesn't look good. They were not competitive. So if I'm, if I were to rank these four plays of like most egregious to least egregious, the most egregious one is putting Kevin Byard on DeAndre Hopkins man to man in the slot and having him play eight or nine yards off the ball. Cause DeAndre Hopkins is going to put whoever is right there in a spin cycle and get it in, and get into the end zone. The second most egregious, in my opinion, is Jayon Brown's lackadaisical play on the goal line, just not playing any good, any good technique. The third most egregious is Elijah Molden uh, playing tight bump coverage press man with zero help over the top on third and three in the red zone and getting burned for a touchdown. The last, the least egregious is Christian Fulton jumping and biting uh, on the underneath route uh, for AJ Green to catch that. So three touchdowns and one AJ Green 17 yard catch. Uh, so that's kind of how I rank those, but it's still really bad. Zach, how do you answer the question overall though? Look, I'm trying not to, you know, overreaction Monday has seeped into Thursday and it usually does when you play as poorly as they did. Uh, I also do have the, the other stats of when they lost by, more scores but okay uh i'm not going to overreact here I, I i i think they have better players and i think that it's not a covid year i think that that will uh and here's my last thought they'll be better because what do they have to be better than uh 28th or 29th 28th 28th so if i'm not answering the, the question yeah. correctly it is better uh I, I i don't think that i think they had a very bad game and unfortunately, they had a very bad game on defense and a very get bad game on offense. If this continues, and this is kind of, uh, and you hope that it's not this season or at least the first several games of this season, changes will have to happen. But right now, they just have to play better. It sounds like they need to be more disciplined. They need to use better technique on the offensive line and in the secondary, like they're and and at linebacker, right? So I, I my answer is better because of where they're they're kind of starting. And right now, I mean, they're already better overall. They're twenty third in, in team defense, right? So like they're better, <laughs> but they played bad. Now they gave up the most points uh, of the weekend, I believe. So like, or either second most, but uh, you know, it's still they will be better. They just have to come together. And you said this earlier in the week, and I look. My my answer to you, Austin, that I, and I did get animated saying this is, you have elite quarterbacks like Kyler Murray. They may not be exactly like Kyler Murray, but you're going to run into a handful of them. And if you want to make the Super Bowl, you're going to have to get through them. They got one next week in uh, in 
uh, Russell Wilson. They got yeah. one on down the line. So, like, you cannot use that as somewhat of an excuse of we played a really good team with a really good quarterback. You have a really good team, and you've got really good players. you got to figure out how to put them in the best position to win. Uh, Joseph says the defensive coordinator will be fired by week five. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. You would hope that's not the case because that means the Titans who have high expectations are in a terrible situation. Uh, I feel like when I went back and watched uh, for these four plays that Marcus Spears broke down, I saw again the third and 10 Rondale Moore throw and catch by Kyler Murray where he he dodged four Titans rushers like at least some of the guys he dodged twice. Like, and it was just unbelievable of that particular play. The third down or the, the touchdown throw to Christian Kirk on third and three was an absolute dime that is just really impressive. And once Elijah Molden lined up, it was going to happen. And so my problem, like, I do think they're going to be better because they do have better players. But where I am struggling with this is I don't understand if the coaches are not telling or coaching the correct thing to do or if the players are just not taking the coaching. Does that make sense? Like Christian yeah. Fulton should not have jumped that route. I would think an NFL defensive coach would not coach Christian Fulton to jump that route if it was in fact cover three, like Marcus Spears said. I, I really, really hope that Jayon Brown is not allowed to get away with how he played that goal line snap as the edge defender as lazily as he played. I, I hope that's, and you got to think that that's unacceptable. And he got chewed out like Julio got chewed out this week too for that play because it was really bad. And, and, and like the Elijah Molden thing is a rookie make, being welcome. That, that's Elijah Molden's welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that was a big moment. <laughs> yo, huge moment. I mean, it's third and three in the fringe red zone. Christian Kirk cover zero. Go get him, young rook. And then just off the line, you're toast. And that's it. And Kyler Murray makes an incredible throw. But so, you know, there's all these different things that go into this. And the Kevin Byard thing is the Kevin Byard one makes me feel like it's bad coaching <laughs> because I feel pretty confident about saying that because I don't know. I don't care if that was Jamal Adams. That's a bad situation for Jamal Adams in that situation uh, with Kevin Byard having to play D-hop man-to-man in the slot uh, off like that. So I, I do think they're going to be they're going to be better, but they're still I don't still feel super I don't feel confident about my top twelve scoring defense bowl prediction anymore after one week because <laughs> these are fundamental flaws of playing defense, uh, as Dom said. Like you learn that in high school of how to play the edge. You learn it in high school of what not to jump if you're playing cover three deep third corner. And so, like, but they're doing this. Well, especially against a quarterback like Kyler Murray, right? Like, there's also the quarterback the doesn't matter. awareness. Like, uh, the quarterback, the opponent doesn't matter in these situations. They are, fu- they are fundamental. I think it matters more. No, I don't even, like, that's how fundamental these mistakes are. The quarterback, the opponent, the receiver is irrelevant in when you're doing, when you're in this coverage, here's your do's and don'ts. When you're playing the edge, here's your do's and don'ts. The opponent is irrelevant in the do's and don'ts. It's that fundamental for these issues. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a tough scene on Sunday. When, when you're, it's like when you're playing cover zero, you cannot be 
one, you cannot let the receiver cross your face. And two, you can't let them blow by you. So line up in order to prevent those two things from happening as fast as possible to give yourself a chance. All right, before we move forward, Austin, we'll we'll turn this into a trivia game. You said three games, right? Three games where Vrabel's team slash defense has lost by three scores or more, correct? I, I know two of them. Okay. And the two were one Sunday versus the Cardinals, where they lost by uh, you know, you could say four scores because they lost by <laughs> by 25 points. Uh last year in week what 16 against the Packers on Sunday night football, they lost by a lot to the Packers. I don't remember the score off the top of my head. So those are the two. I don't exactly remember um the well, third. Well, that's that's incorrect because I've got two more. Ah, you do so so there's four. All right, so who are the other two? Three scores or more. Yes. Vrabel's first season it happened twice. Can you get, do you want to guess them or do you want me to tell you? Um, I feel like, oh, uh, I feel like the, the Colts. The Colts are correct. At Indy, 38-10, loss. Blaine Gabbert played in that game. What year was that? 2018. Oh, that was when, uh, yeah, that's the Moriarty got hurt in the first half. Yeah. Andrew Luck. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think. Maybe the worst loss of Vrabel's Titans career. Rodrigo. Blankenship. Blankenship. 21, nothing got blanked by the Ravens. That was not Mike Vrabel. What year was that? 2017? The, the that was 21, 2018. The 21 nothing might uh, that are you sure? Yes. 20 October 14th, 2018. I thought that was 2017. Okay. I thought the 11 sack game on Mariota. Uh yes, 2018. Wow. I thought that I could have sworn, could have sworn that was a, a, a malarkey year. But there you go. All right, there's the four. Pretty bad, pretty bad. So, um, over one year, over one or right at one a year. Yeah, Vrabel was the coach in 2018, 2019, 2020. This is his fourth year. Yeah, that was his first year. They I played just, at Miami to start. That was that long. Well, yeah, I just thought that game was in 2017. I don't remember Vrabel being the coach of that because, and like, what's what's a commonality in these games? Sacks, <laughs> sacks, 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 sacks. Yeah, sacks, and sacks. Bobby didn't get my joke. Blank, blank, and ship. Like, that's, that's what I was trying to. Uh, to reference you threw me off because I just said. Colts and I was like what because uh, Ryan Tannehill got blitzkrieged in Green Bay last year in the snow and that didn't go very well you know he didn't get sacked more than three times but he was pressured like crazy then he got sacked six times this past Sunday <laughs> 11 times uh by the Ravens and that's that what won. Chris is bringing up the sack and then, festival and then if you remember the other the other Colts game in 2018 <laughs> 38 to 10 was Marcus Mariota got sacked in the first half and re-injured his nerve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And guess guess who was on the injury report this this morning with Marcus Mariota? One one play, 31-yard run, out multiple weeks with a quad injury. The guy just, I mean, the guy just cannot cannot uh help himself and not cannot stay healthy. So look, I'm I'm glad um I'm I'm glad that we figured out that stat overall. Uh, four losses under Vrabel by three scores 
or more. And those games were all terrible, terrible. So I think most people think the Titans defense will be better slightly, but not by a lot. Is that kind of the consensus? Yeah, well, they're better because they were bad last year. And and look, uh, we have our first full overreaction of the season. This is a full overreaction. We should overreact because of how poorly they played based on the expectation they we came into and it being a home game and them adding the additions of all of their defensive players and Julio Jones. But yeah. Nicholas Rogers has now gone over the deep end and now <laughs> has said that Vrabel needs to go. Mike Vrabel does not need to go anywhere. It's one game. He needs the opportunity to regroup, get his guys focused, not have Julio get 15-yard penalties, have his offensive line play better and block better for Ryan Tannehill, get Derrick Henry going with his offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. And on the defensive side of the ball, he needs to get better on that side. But I, I, I don't – we will not jump to conclusions like that. Nicholas, maybe that was an emotional uh, – text, tweet, whatever you want to say, comment. But let's let's be level-headed here on A to Z Sports on a Titans Thursday in week one. They got blown out. You put it behind you. You learn from it. And you go into Seattle and you steal a game that you should not win. Well, and the Titans have stolen this type of game several times. And Nicholas says, follows up, says that Vrabel is hard-headed. Oh, absolutely. He's very hard-headed. But so is like every other NFL coach. <laughs> and every... In a, every football coach at a high level is very hard-headed because that's that's a that's an attribute that they have to have to get them to the situation. Now it's it's not great from like a uh, human being standpoint, but you have to be hard-headed to be a, a successful football coach there. So, but they've they've won games like this, Zach. They they beat Kansas City with their backs up against the wall a couple of years ago. They beat the Buffalo Bills uh, after the COVID sixteen day practice or practiceless streak. They've, they've there's other examples than that. Well, they, here's an example based on that same 2018 year that I, I referenced. They reeled off four straight wins against the Jets, Jags, Giants, and Redskins well, to put stuck, them in stuck, a situation. Stuck and suck, right? But you know, bad opponents. But they did. They beat the Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champs, earlier in that year uh, at home in overtime. So they have been able to win these games. Now, all three of the games that I mentioned were home games. So can they go on the road and win a big game like this? They did it in New England. They did it in Baltimore in the playoffs. They did it in Baltimore in the regular season last week. So they have the ability to upset uh, the Seahawks because that's they've done this before when they've been doubted. But you know, there's there's a couple things to talk about. So Zach, you do have a positive and a negative for the Titans going into the Seahawks game. So let's go ahead and naturally transition into that but first tell us about wilson county hyundai yeah wilson county hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride quick trip down i-40 exit 236 they have you covered in your perfect make and model i have a sonata hyundai sonata four-door sedan i absolutely love it you can absolutely love your hyundai if you go online to wilsoncountyhyundai.com look at their inventory drive out there and Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. They have great prices and great selection. Just go out there, tell them, hey, I, I hear about you guys on A to Z Sports all the time. I'm looking for a good deal. They will hook you up, whether it's the 2021 Palisade, which is a full-size SUV. That is awesome. Both Austin and I have test-driven that car. They have the Santa Fe, the Elantra, your perfect make and model, 
for your family or yourself. It doesn't matter who you're buying for, but they'll hook you up at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. We're powered every morning by BetMGM. They are the king of sportsbooks. Download the app today. Use our code ATOZSports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. And today, if you use uh, BetMGM app and download new users, use code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. And a $10 wager tonight wins you 200 bucks if either team scores a touchdown. It's going to happen tonight. Somebody's going to score a touchdown. So that's code ATOZ200. You, you, do, you download the app. Use that code ATOZ200. You make a deposit. And then you place that $10 wager and you're going to get 200 bucks uh, right there when it's somebody scores a touchdown tonight. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Zach, one positive and one negative for the Titans going into the Seattle Seahawks game. Well, shout out. I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. Shout out to Carlos. He almost got both of them, but he didn't, get, all, he didn't get both of them. Uh, I'll start with the good news first. Okay. Here is the good news that I believe and that I will confidently say. The Tennessee Titans will play good football this weekend. Now, good football, we'll find out if that is enough to win against a good team like Seattle, but the offense will be better. Derrick Henry, probably more likely to get closer to 100 yards than what he got last week, right? Because he was taken out of the football game. Now, Seattle will try to mimic and emulate some of the things that the Cardinals did on both sides of the ball that had so much success against Tennessee, but Tennessee will alter. Julio Jones will have a better game. A.J. Brown, I expect to have a big play, and Ryan Tannehill should be protected better. I don't think that the, the team will give up six sacks again. So I think that's a positive. And defensively, so they will be better. You're just predicting that the offense will play better? I think the team will play better. Okay. I think they will they will score more points and it will be more like the team that the Tennessee fan base was looking forward to. I think that is a positive and I I would bet on that. That is I, I would bet my hard-earned money that the Titans will score at least 20 points and it will be a good performance. I don't know if it will be enough to win. I'm not going to put my hard-earned money on that yet. But I do think that is a positive heading into a game where a lot of lessons were learned. Now, here's the negative. Okay. And, Carlos, you'll get the love of the show on YouTube because this is correct. They're 0-1. They just played really poorly. I expect them to have a bounce-back game. The problem is, is that they will be playing in loud-ass Seattle. Quote, unquote, from Carlos. Loud ass Seattle. That's the negative. The Seahawks are coming off a really good game. They played really well. Like that was a great performance for Seattle going into Indy against a questionable quarterback in Carson Wentz that could have played well, could not, and against a, a good defense and a good running game in Jonathan Taylor. They contained Jonathan Taylor. They prevented the Indianapolis Colts from making a comeback and they dominated that game with big plays. I watched pretty much the entire game while I was watching the Titans game. That was one of the games I was keyed on. That's because I told you you should. You should now, that game. Now you go to Seattle, and those people are going to be jacked up. And that's a very, very, very difficult place to play. I don't know the stats on this. I don't know if the Titans have ever won in Seattle. 
and I'm going to look that up. I, I they don't may think have they won have. once, but I don't remember one. I don't think they have. Uh, I know Chris Johnson crossed 2,000 yards in Seattle in a loss in the last week of the season, um, but I do not think that they have ever won a game in Seattle. I want to so, say right. they don't play there that often, so it's not like they're losing a lot out there. But So, 2010 was the last game they the Titans won, 17-13 to 13 at Seattle. That's the only time really? they have ever won. That 2010. Huh. Ryan says DeMarco Murray went nuts in Seattle. No, no, no. That was in Nashville. The Titans beat the Seahawks in 2016 in Nashville. I don't even know if – is that the last time they've played in Seattle was 2010? Uh, no, they played before. They they lost to them. Um, the Seahawks won 20-13 to 13 in 2013. Man, I don't remember these games. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I don't remember that game at all. So uh, uh, that 2010-17-13 win in Seattle, which is the only time the Titans have ever won in Seattle, a little throwback, Vince Young, oh, look at this stat line, gross. I mean, this is a Chris Johnson show. Uh, 17 for 28, 171 yards in a pick. That was Vince Young's stat line. He played against Matt Hasselback. But Chris Johnson ran for a buck thirty-four and two scores. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty typical of like 2010 Titans. Well, you know what else is typical? They were eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so I, I did you, Zach. So you think you're positive as you expect the Titans to score twenty-one plus? Yeah, and I think the problem is 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 going to be in Seattle and the Seahawks. They may score more. I mean, well, they're, they're favorite. Well, they're Zach, favorite. I, I fired up the uh, BetMGM app to find how many points will the Titans record. The over-under for Titans points is 23 and a half. There you go. So I made a good bet. Well, you said over 21. Well, I made my own line. That's why I made a good yeah, bet. Yeah, well, the over 23 and a half is one, minus 125. So your over 21 would probably be about minus 150. I would put money on it. But you won't for 23 and a half. I'd have to think a little bit more. I have to think a little bit more. <laughs> because that relies on somebody making a field goal. <laughs> Bingo, bango. Yeah. Kevin asked, what's the spread? Right now, the Seahawks are favored uh, by five and a half points. Uh, so, look, I, I don't know what, like, I, I do expect the Titans to be better. And I saw, like, people responding to your uh, point saying that you think the Titans offense will be better. And they said, not with Downing calling the plays. Todd Downing has to show everybody something. And I don't know what to expect. I don't know if, if it's foolish to expect Todd Downing to come out and call a great game. I think the Titans will have to rely on their star players to make star plays. And they not, have to make Derrick Henry relevant. They have to make plays outside of the play call. If you if you know what I mean, like they're going to there has to be that extra effort. AJ Brown catching a 5-yard route, breaking a tackle, going up the sideline to gain 20 plus yards, right? It's going to have to be something like that. Now Bimo says AJ Brown wants to outshine DK on this game. That's the vibes he gets from the interview. Oh, I don't believe I don't doubt that at all. I I think AJ Brown absolutely wants to outwork DK Metcalf and had better numbers uh, than DK Metcalf, but 
you know, the Titans defense plays a big part in that. And based off of Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green having big days last week, I don't know if the Titans had the have the ability to slow down DK Metcalf because I don't know if Jack Rabbit Jenkins uh, is going to keep slipping or not. So, you know, it, it's the Titans offense. I think the Titans offense has to get off to a fast start. If if they cannot afford to go three and out. Uh, on the first drive, they've got to get something rolling because then if they have a, a tough start, slow start, like last week, it'll all automatically just creep back in their minds of what happened versus the Cardinals. Well, and if you look at what Seattle did last week against, uh, against Indy, they won 28 to 16, but Russell Wilson completed passes to seven different receivers. Lockett had over a hundred yards. DK had a big play and they rushed the football for 140 yards, including Chris Carson with 16 carries on 91 for 91. That is a very well-balanced. Russell Wilson also threw four touchdowns, zero interceptions. They played a very well, like efficient game of how you win football games. And they took away a lot of what Indy wanted to do in their running game and, and some other things on Wentz. They really, they hit Wentz. I can't, I don't know if you remember this. There's three different times where I, I was, at the mainstay and where I was doing double duty multitasking, I was watching a bunch of games and I'd be like, damn, ah, Ooh. And that was me <laughs> cringing yeah. at Carson Wentz head propelling off of the turf back and forth. They hit him hard. Now Wentz kept getting back up and going back in there. They're going to come after Ryan Tannehill just like the Cardinals did. Well, yeah, and, and BMO says Seattle's defense is going to attack LaJuan right out of the gate. Downing better make adjustments to help LaJuan before the first snap. No doubt. Like, you got to go in there and, and you got to make sure that 77 has his head on straight because you can't afford for what happened last week to happen uh, again uh, because then then LaJuan is, is – there's much bigger concerns about him moving forward if it continues to happen. I, I think he'll be better – um, than he was just because he was really bad versus Arizona. So I don't think he can play that bad back-to-back weeks. A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday show. We're kind of combining Thursdays and Fridays because I am out tomorrow uh, for the show. So uh, Zach will be live with former Vols quarterback Jonathan Crompton uh, on Friday's show, getting you guys ready for the weekend. But we do have to get our SEC picks in. Because Zach and I have uh, the season on the line, head-to-head against each other, like we've done the last several years. We're two weeks into it. Uh, One of us had a good week. The other had a bad week last week. So we'll update where we are in our SEC picks, and we're going to go through the weekend slate of games. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care know who to trust when that injury happens in your life and that's the bone and joint institute again boneandjointtn.org they have over a dozen doctors there at their facility they can help you get back to health they specialize in whatever injury you might have whether it's ankle knee hip uh spine shoulder uh neck they've got concussion help up there as well boneandjointtn.org it is eSports. Don't forget this weekend. What are you doing? You're not doing anything? Well, on Sunday, I know what you're doing. You're coming to Mill Creek Tap Room with us. Away games are live from the Mill Creek Brewing Tap Room in Nolansville. It's a quick trip. Austin and I will be there. We'll be broadcasting live. And the best part is it's an afternoon game, right? Afternoon beers. That's right. The beers are going to be flowing. It is an awesome setup. 
you can, I mean, that's really where the beer is brewed. I mean, it is a tap room. You're going to see all of those, those massive cylinders of where they make the beer. Come on out. It's going to be an awesome time. Mill Creek tap room. You can type it in on Google, put it in your maps and come on down. We'll have a pregame halftime and postgame show live and in person. So if you watch uh, and you're not doing anything for the game. You maybe have gone to the game last week and didn't go to the mainstay. Come and join us at the Mill Creek Tap Room there on Sunday for Titans and Seahawks. All right, we got five SEC games we're going to pick against the spread. Then we have our mortgage picks of the week to count for two points uh, for each of us. Last week, Zach, I went four and three. I hit my mortgage pick, so I went four and three. Last week, Zach, you went two and five, and you hit your mortgage pick. That's the only thing you hit. We, the SEC was tough. We both lost Vandy. We both lost Texas and Arkansas, uh, and we both lost UAB to cover against Georgia. And then I got Pittsburgh plus three against the Vols. And the Vols um, screwed that up. They had an they, opportunity yeah, to, to win that game. For sure. But whenever it's a, a three-point spread like that, you know, that's that's how it comes down to. So yeah, that, that was Vegas the main difference uh, in that. And I believe the other game um, I hit, let's see, I've got it real quick uh, right here. I hit Kentucky minus five against Missouri, and you picked Mizzou plus seven, uh, plus five, and they lost by a touchdown as well. Really entertaining game. All right, first game of the weekend. Louis says anchor down. Well, that's where we're starting right here in, off, off West End. The Cardinal, Stanford. They're back-to-back weekends of Cardinals, Cardinal. Different, right? Not, not the Birds, Cardinal, but the Stanford Cardinal in Nashville this weekend against Vanderbilt. Stanford is a 12-point favorite coming off of a big win over USC where Clay Helton got fired at Southern Cal. Vandy did fight back and get its first win over Colorado State. 12 points is a lot, Zach, but I, I do think the Cardinal got their groove back uh, when they were able to upset USC last week. So I, I do think I do think Stanford covers the 12. I see this as a two-touchdown win. So Stanford minus 12 for me. I have Stanford by 14. That means they cover. I do like the under on this game. I don't think a lot of points are going to be scored, at least by Vandy. So we'll see about Stanford if they can carry over what they did after getting USC's coach fired, as you mentioned. But uh, I have Stanford covering. Uh, Vanderbilt, good win last week. They had to come from behind. I mean, I, 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 I salute them from bouncing back. The Titans, they got to bounce back from Arizona. The Vanderbilt, they Clark Lee and company, they took their 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 lickings week one, but came back week two and performed well in that come from behind victory. Uh, real quick, uh, Marcus Walker has a great stat. I have no idea if it's factually correct or not, but Marcus Walker says the Titans are eight and two after double digit losses. If that's the case, then you might feel pretty good about sprinkling something down on the Titans money line, uh, which I believe is plus one ninety right now in Seattle. Okay, next, second game. Zach, you, you, your boys hosting Tulane. Tulane at Ole Miss. This is a 14-point spread. So Ole Miss minus 14, where are you going with this? Ooh, this is tough because Lane Kiffin said this week he's trying to treat Tulane like an SEC team. And Tulane, they, they are their former SEC team, right? Yeah, way, way back in the day. <laughs> but uh, Tulane put up a fight against Oklahoma in week one in that very weird game because it was at Tulane, but because of the hurricane and all that stuff. Hmm. I I like Ole Miss, but the 14, I, I think this is uh, a possibility of a push or a backdoor cover. Ah, 
Ah, man, my head, my heart. Uh, I'll go with my heart. I got Ole Miss to cover. Ah, I was was hoping you would go with Tulane because I also think Ole Miss covers uh, the 14 points. This is the third straight week that Tulane is traveling because of the hurricane situation. It's putting a lot of stress on that team. And I think, I don't think Tulane has the same fire that they had a couple weeks ago against uh, Oklahoma where they were really fighting for their city. And I, I just feel like they're probably tired, right? They're probably uh, spread thin after what they've been going through for the last month. So I, I also take uh, Ole Miss minus the 14. South Carolina at Georgia, Georgia minus 32. Now, Georgia is the the second-ranked team in the country. South Carolina squeaked out a win against East Carolina. I don't know why South Carolina is playing at East Carolina, but it happened last week. And 32 points is a ton. Me and you both picked UAB to cover 24.5 against Georgia last week, and Georgia just took them to the woodshed. Part of me just thinks I, 32 is so many points, but South Carolina's bad. Like South Carolina's like really bad. And part of me feels like Georgia wants to prove as much as they possibly can. I don't know if JT Daniels is healthy. Uh, Ronnie says uh, Georgia never covers. They covered the big number last week against UAB without their starting quarterback. Yeah, and they did it quickly too. And Stetson uh, Bennett out there throwing like four, four touchdowns his first five passes. Um, Where are you going? I, I think I'm going to go South Carolina plus 32. I, I think that I think the 32 is too big. Yeah, I'm, I had South Carolina. Damn it! I'm trying to get some separation here. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to pick Georgia. You speak, you go. This is what drives me nuts. You start talking like you're going to go one way, and then you just ah, oh, I'm going to go South Carolina. It, that's, that the that's the showmanship. That's the it's called There's showmanship. No showmanship. I don't care, right? You got to pick them. It's not <laughs> Zach. It's not for you. <laughs> it's not about you. My showmanship is not for you. Okay. So I think it's too much for me. So I so we both so we both go uh, South Carolina plus thirty two Auburn at Penn State Nittany Lions minus five. I like Penn State here. Uh, I like them at home, and I think they win by a touchdown. I think it's going to be close. Penn State looked. Oh, I mean, we know the Wisconsin game at the beginning of the year. That was a lot of Wisconsin playing bad football. Uh, but I, I like Penn State here, uh, and I, so I'll take I'll take minus five. This is the the first actual test. Auburn's played nobody, and so I don't know what Brian Harson's doing at Auburn. And Jeff says it's hard to judge Auburn. I'm well with you. I have no idea, man. Uh, Brent says Auburn covers the five. I think five is too little uh, for Auburn to, to pick Auburn. So I also go with Penn State minus the five. So, so far, uh, we are the same. We have picked uh, two underdogs. No, we've picked one underdog to cover and three favorites to cover. Last SEC game before our mortgage picks, Zach, Alabama minus 15 at Florida. It's, it's in the swamp. The swamp has not been full in a long time like for a meaningful game, right? COVID last year did not allow the swamp to actually be the swamp. So are we sure about that? It was in Florida. No, <laughs> fair. Good point. 15 is a big number for Bama against Florida. Florida looks, they don't look, they haven't like impressed, but they haven't been bad either. But I'm going to go with Alabama minus 15. Yeah. 
thought I thought you were going to take Florida or got Brian Edwards. I thought you were going to go with him. Brian Edwards is is big on Florida winning this game. Now he is a Florida Gator fan, so he is very very skewed. Brian Edwards does a great job with Alan Bell and A to Z Sports picks, but whenever he picks for the Falcons or the Gators, he always goes with his heart more than his sharp mind. Uh, but he he's He's big on Florida, so he. All right, things- all right. I'll make it interesting. I, I don't. I hate chalk. Chalk pisses me off. I'll take Florida. I don't right. want to, but I will. So uh, to make the things interesting, I'm a team player, uh, and I'll take the points. Right. So hopefully it's a ten point game or a fourteen point game. Right? right. So yeah, the fifteen, fifteen. You know, it allows for two touchdown for backdoor cover, all that good stuff. So there you go. That's fine. Uh, so, so that's go a one Gator. step. Go Gator. Go, go Gator. All right, Mortgage Picks of the Week. Again, this is always brought to you by BetMGM. Make sure you download the BetMGM app. Tonight, use code ATOZ200. When you download the app, deposit your first deposit, ATOZ200. You place a $10 wager on the game tonight. You win $200 if either team scores a touchdown. Great way to jump in on the BetMGM action. Do you want to start with your mortgage pick first this week? I can. We both uh, We both hit our mortgage pick last week. Uh, we both missed the first week. So let's see if we can string something together here. I am going to our Lord and Savior. <laughs> I am going to Liberty. Oh, I was gonna I was about to make a BYU joke. No, no, Jesus, huge freeze. Oh, uh, buddy Jesus. Reverend Freeze. <laughs> the Rev. He's no longer, and uh, he he has risen from his hospital bed, and him and and Old Dominion will cover the over of fifty four uh-huh. in that game. Liberty, I got the over. Old Dominion versus Liberty, fifty four. Over fifty four. I like that a lot, actually. Here's hoping for a uh, forty three to seven final, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is very. Very, uh, Orlando thought you were going to go with Holy Cross. Uh, no, but Liberty. Okay. All right. That's fine. So, uh, my, my pick today, oh, uh, the, the, the new line is out. It is 53 by pick since so I'll take the over of 53. I got confirmation. So give me that point. On, who said, who said that ESPN? No, we go by the bed MGM lines. Well then go look up bed MGM. Okay. Why is it my job to find, <laughs> to find the correct line? For your well, mortgage, we, just had, hey, we had some movement. Uh, this is good. Let I'll log in. I I, I can log in. Bet MGM. I was I was actually going to tell you my. Um, I got a lot of props going this week. I'm, I'm good. pretty good. Well, I have to make all my picks before I drive to the state of Georgia, where I can't touch the app for the weekend. Uh, so yeah, that happened look- to me in Texas. I it was tough. Let's see here. Liberty. Liberty. Old Dominion, yes, confirmed, 53. 53 right there. I'll I'll give you your 53, okay? Give me the over. All right, over 53. Still doesn't help you if it's a 43-7 to final, which is what I'm going for. Uh, Zach, my my mortgage pick, I found it early. I like it a lot. I'm kind of worried. I just – Cincinnati minus four at Indiana. Cincinnati is really good. They've got a lot to prove. Uh, Luke Fickle and that quarterback they've got down there, they're trying to show that they deserve a shot at the college football playoff, and they're only favored by four points at Indiana. And Indiana has been very disappointing so far this year. They can't even spell their jerseys right. They got blown out by 
um, what was it? Uh, who, uh, blown out by Iowa in that first game of the season. So I'm going Cincinnati minus four. Desmond Ryder, ride me to the bank, baby. The quarterback for Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus four at uh, Indiana. I, I will probably money line this on a bet on BetMGM this week. Uh, I wouldn't have probably picked it as my mortgage pick. Uh, Cincinnati has a lot to prove, as you said. They have two games this season that will justify if they have an opportunity to get into the college football playoff. They're back-to-back. They're at Indiana and then at Notre Dame. So now they get a bye week in between, which is helpful, uh, before the Notre Dame game. So the scheduling helped them out there. But this is one of their two big games. They got to win. Which and four, you know, you're kind of you're right outside that field goal victory, right? And it's Ritter, not Ryder. My bad, but uh, but you're right outside that field goal spread, and so riddle me this, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I do think uh, I do think Cincinnati wins this game, and I think four is is good enough number for me to take it. So that's my mortgage pick: Cincinnati minus four at Indiana. So to recap. Zach and I are both on Stanford minus 12 at Vandy. We're both at uh, Ole Miss minus 14 host Tulane. We both like the Gamecocks plus 32 at Georgia. Both are on Penn State minus five hosting Auburn. And we are split. I have Alabama minus 15 at Florida. Zach is taking Florida plus the 15. Go get I'm probably going to get screwed on that. Uh, I, I, I like rooting. I don't mind rooting against Alabama. So it just gives me incentive. Uh, Zach's mortgage bet is Liberty Old Dominion over 53. And my mortgage pick is Cincinnati minus four at Indiana. A to Z sports picks will be live tomorrow at 2 PM with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards to get you guys set up. Uh, I've already got several plays uh, going on there. So, all right, Zach, it is time for the magic bucket. And yeah, my bad on that. I guess I clicked on the wrong graphic or, or somebody clicked on the wrong graphic. Who did that? I don't it was know. You. It was you. You did it. We got to delete those other graphics. You clicked on the wrong graphic because you last told us. Yeah, who deletes the graphics? Uh, I mean, you do. I usually do it because (laughs) I need my 30 second time clock. Go find your sticker. Yeah. That's fine. Go find your sticker. That's fine because I I got some work to do. First, before the magic bucket and for Zach to find a sticker, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15 minute workout at Mandu simulates five plus hours. In the weight room, mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. So go check it out. That dude, try it. Try this mandu workout. It'll help you achieve your fitness goals, but zero stress in your joints. If you've got old injuries, don't worry about it. It'll help you through that. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you after your first free workout, they'll give you a hundred bucks off your first month. So just tell them A to Z sent you a hundred bucks off your first month at mandu.com. We've talked about BetMGM. Download the app today. They are the king of uh, of the sports books, and there's a lot of sports books, but BetMGM is the best one. Download that code right there, or download the app and use that code. Also, BetMGM A to Z two hundred, no spaces. A T O Z two hundred for a ten dollar wager to win two hundred dollars if either team scores tonight on Thursday night football. They got you covered at BetMGM. Yeah, make sure you make your first deposit uh, on that as well uh, for new users for BetMGM. All right, Zach, did you find your sticker? Was, Man, you, you I, did, did it, I did. You did it within thirty seconds, which I'm glad. I didn't want to have to bring this out this oh. early. Oh, so you? I think I know what's happening. Oh, you, you do. I don't. I don't know if you do. I what? Well, you know, 
I didn't know if you were going to use your your one stamp use. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. no you'd know that. I'd be like, you'd I knew freaking out. Well, we need redemption. This is redemption. It's redemption week for a guy who did not perform. And I know we got my guy, A.J. Brown, on the bucket. But now, you know who has to have a, a big game and stop doing dumb shit that hurts the team? Yeah. Julio Jones. Yeah. Tulio. No. At one point, he had no, Tulio. It's dropped. not Tulio. It's Julio. Nah. Nobody, he, that's not his nickname. <laughs> Julio, Julio Jones, Jones, man. Tulio Jones. It Julio works. Julio Jones right there. So that sticker going on the bucket. I didn't want to pull that out that early, but after that performance week one, catch the damn ball and be disciplined. Yeah. Did you see Keyshawn Johnson, by the way, tried to, uh, stand up for Julio of he was just being physical. <laughs> He's like, you want to see your wide receiver dominate the DB. He was just being physical. And I was just like, good Lord, carry more water key. It was disgusting. Stupid. I had my love hate relationship with Keyshawn. Jackson I don't like this. I, I always didn't like him, but once he became a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, I, I did. Right. Like, yeah. Right. It's, he, all it's right. Like so who, who am I? Am I pulling for me this time? First one for you. Okay. All right. It's a short piece of paper. Oh, I don't have to do this. Uh, I guess I'll have to do it Monday, maybe. Or maybe I should do it Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, because I believe we're uh, not in studio on Monday, and that would be unsafe. <laughs> Tuesday, to start the show, since I'm out tomorrow, Tuesday's going to be a doozy, Zach. I have to take a shot of alcohol before Tuesday's show. <laughs> We hadn't gotten that one, right? No, it's it's the first time. <laughs> Man, well, I'll I really, your choice, right? I really wish it was a uh, Friday show, not a Tuesday. Can I do it next Friday? <laughs> no, Tuesday. Let's get uh, Tuesday is going to be fire. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. First steps of doozy. Now, can I sip on a shot of bourbon? No shot shooter for the show. Oh God. You can do it before, and you know, you know, our pregame execution of hey, share the show, or we can get it started. I, we can have people <laughs> Lucas, pile in. Lucas says, "Is that legal, bro? We, we on the internet, man. This is a FCC radio. Yes, we can do whatever the hell we want to do." <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why we're on radio because yeah. I, I tell usually program directors and general managers to go f themselves, and that doesn't usually work very well. Yeah. Uh, hey, Apollo says, "Hey, I'll take one with you." All right, all right, Apollo. If you want to, if you want to uh, do something with me, uh, Orlando says one shot affects you all day. No, it just gets my day off on a weird note. Like it, yeah, it you got an hour to cool, 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 cool off. So there you go. Shot on Tuesday. Write I'm just it down. Decide what what do I have that's worth shooting that I won't be pissed at myself for shooting it. All right. Okay, here is Zach's. Ever oh, clear. It's this again. Name blank amount of blank in 15 seconds. Yes, I love this. This one is my favorite. All right. We'll uh, kind of keep it on theme here. Stopwatch. All right, Zach. Um, I will read it once, read it a second time, and the clock starts after I finish reading it the second time. Sound good? Okay. You have 15 seconds. 15 seconds to list as many 
brands of bourbon slash whiskey as possible. That's 15 seconds to name as many bourbons slash whiskey brands as possible. Go. Uh, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, uh, uh, Blanton's, uh, 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 Angel's Envy. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, shoot. Ah, uh, damn, this is tough, but it's not. Uh, four oh, you only got four. <laughs> I think that's the worst performance in 15 seconds of naming, listing things that we've ever had. Crown. God, that was brutal. I George, got distracted. I, I, I tried to, to not cheat, but like I looked over and oh, I've got to use a bar. sales material. You tried to use sales material. Uh, well, I'm, I'm an idiot because I looked over and I see a crown. Now I didn't see that. I didn't even say it. Oh, you just go back to college and be like Evan Williams. Buffalo <laughs> trace. God, I mean, there's just so many Canadian mist. Oh God. Oh no. Evan or Zach Goodman just said Evan Canadian. Williams. Why did I think of Evan Williams? That's what I'm saying. Like, oof. That was a brutal Four. performance on a Thursday. Boom, 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 boom. Man. Yeah. Is... <laughs> I may have to drink because of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brutal. Not good. Not a good performance. Yeah, disappointed but... in myself. That's okay. Yeah, you know, I got you on one. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Hennessy. Uh, Mark, my man, right? I, mean, I, I forgot Hennessy. I mean, there's so many now that the 15 seconds is done. Yeah. Uh. Uh, four. Good job. We have four. <laughs> how many bottles, how many bottles do you have at your house? Um like all told liquor or just just whiskey? bourbon, bourbon slash whiskey. One, two, three, four, five. So if you were to just named what you have at home, you would have been done better. Yeah, but I, I will say this. I I did uh not all of them are actually in the bottle. Like I put them in like crafts oh. because I've I've got passed down them and it's like I don't ever use them now that I think about it. Like I never like go, oh, I need a nice glass of whiskey out of my nice like uh, I, I never do that, but it looks good. Well, it's like, but yeah, so that didn't help me. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. I'll be out tomorrow. Jonathan Crompton filling in for me. That should be a fun show with Zach and Crompton uh, on tomorrow's show. So make sure you follow us all over social media. Hit up the podcast network. New content out again all week long. And the website, a to zsports.com, a to zsportsnashville.com. We'll see you guys later on. Thanks. Uh, Adios.